Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Rampage. I'm Gav. I'm Dave. I'm Joel. I'm Alex. And this is the jabroni-beaten, pie-eaten, trailblazing, eyebrow-raising podcast of all time. You're very excited, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> that is not the Rampage tagline, tell me that much. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to jib off the tagline bit because I was saying it every single week and nobody was getting it, so I've decided to go with something else anyway. Um, and, and it ties in with uh, our our celebration of The Rock, essentially, but this is really important for me because this is the first Rock film that we're actually putting on trial. So how do people feel about that? Bit surprised. I thought we would have at this point we would have put something. He's been in a lot, so we would have put something with him in it. But all right, must do it. But yeah. So uh, if you've never heard the show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. But there's more to it than just that. We also do a caption contest, a quiz, some terrible songs, a biffy impression, and lots and lots of banter. But before we do any of that, I think we should have some news. What is that? Uh, the 1980s WWF theme for WrestleMania. Obviously, WrestleMania. Come on, right? Uh, hey, right? It's the Venger Boys. I played the Rock's theme music every week, and uh, um, the Rampage one I couldn't remember. And also, it is uh, because. Uh, it was WrestleMania last week, and after this podcast, we're having a WrestleMania party. Again, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, stop telling me, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is important for me. I watch it live every year, and this year, I've gone an entire week without hearing the spoilers, and I've been very socially active on our Twitter page as well, so <laughs> I'm very, very proud of myself. So I need at least a one pat on the back, please. Yes, very proud of yourself. Thank you. Uh, anyway, um, so what we do here is we all go around in a circle, and we discuss the most newsworthy topics of the week. So without further hesitation, Dave, there's something you wanted to say, wasn't there? Yes, and I, I don't often have a news story, and when I do, it's often a bit related. But I do want to say I want to pay tribute to Milos Forman, director of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Amadeus, and Man on the Moon, and other such films. He won two Oscars for the previous two films. Who sadly passed away at the age of 86. He was a hell of a film director, as yeah. you can tell by his body of work, and. Uh, it's going to be a shame. It's going to be missed. I've uh, I've never seen Amadeus to be honest, but um, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest is one of the best adaptations of a book I've ever I've ever seen. So it was slightly slightly different to the to the book, but in a really good way. So when I first was watching it, I was like, mm, it's a classic film, but they're not really doing what the book's doing. And then after a while, I just thought, actually, no, I don't care. This is still it was kind of true to the the spirit of the book, even though the details were different. So yeah, and just a really well directed film. And yeah, God, it's sad, but. What a, what a film to contribute to cinema. It's a good legacy. Yeah, yeah it's a brilliant legacy. We were talk, talking about it before, and I read the book after I watched the film, and I was, I was so surprised because the book is taken from the perspective of Chief Bromden, and yeah. I was really taken aback because in the film, it's, you know, Chief Bromden's essentially like a mute character, and the big reveal at the end is that he can actually speak. And I thought it was such a very interesting take from uh, Milos uh, Foreman. I've just <laughs> completed the name without my head. <laughs> Milos Foreman to uh, actually go with that and decide to lead the film from. McMurphy's perspective instead of uh, Chief Bromden and, they, and he added that element into it and I thought, I thought that was think, really good actually. I, I think that's what I mean it, it worked in the book to go from the Chief's point of view but it wouldn't have worked in the film to do the same it needed to be from McMurphy's point of view so yeah no it was a good good, mm. good call. 
Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that, Dave, uh, bringing us all down once again with the old <laughs> weekly obituary. Uh, so it's uh, been a few months since I last did one of these. Okay, so uh, it's Alex and uh, my time to talk about our news. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we we had a films on trial. I was thinking last night to go and watch A Quiet Place. So our news is going to be a no spoilers review of that film. Yes. Alex, what did you think of the film? Uh, I thought it was really good. I, I, it, it, it wasn't a perfect film. It, like, it's weird because it's a horror film. Maybe it didn't work completely because I wasn't that scared. But it did something very different. Um, it, you know, the, the the idea of it just being quiet all the time, no sounds in case the monsters come. Uh, just they did that incredibly well with the music and and the building. The tension w- w- was fantastic. But I wasn't scared, which is kind of if you build tension, it's got to go somewhere, you know. So. It was a really good film, and it was really well done. And mainly because there's no, there's not a lot of script. The performances were fantastic, especially like Emily Blunt, who I love a great deal. Like she was amazing in this. So I definitely, I'd, I'd go and see it, and it'd be one of the few films I would say it would be really good to go and see it in the cinema as well, because I think I think you get the full effect of it at the cinema. Yeah, I think it is one of those atmospheric films. One thing I was really apprehensive about beforehand was I had heard that it is quite a quiet film. And when it started, it was very, I didn't expect it to be as quiet as it was. I mean, you, there wasn't even any music. There was no dialogue. You could hear every kind of footstep that the characters were doing. And you could hear every single rustle of like, like not even that, every single gargle of somebody's stomach in the cinema you could hear it and i was just i was a bit worried because there was a few rowdy teens in this show and that we went to see and i was like oh is it going to be one of those films where they just take the piss the entire time but it just goes to show you how good the film was that they were really respectful and you know the all all of the audience was just so afraid to even chew popcorn because they wanted to kind of keep the film i had like a bit of popcorn and you'd just be waiting for the music to come on to chew it because you didn't want to i i didn't even chew it i just put the popcorn in my mouth and waited for it to melt and then (laughs) swallowed it to be honest it's just because i didn't want to ruin the atmosphere but like as i was saying right at the very beginning it's very very tense there's no music there's no dialogue there's nothing and it's kind of setting the film up for something about to happen and then it's complete silence and then from the back of the cinema you just hear like nora we're in the bloody wrong film here <laughs> a couple of two old yeah. ladies have walked into the wrong screen and then started to have like a, about a half a minute conversation about how this was not the film that they wanted to see we, we did begin the film pissing ourselves laughing basically but it was it's still i mean a testament to the film it very quickly got me back into it like it oh yeah definitely Um, the thing is for me as i did think it was a bit formulaic you you know me i don't really scare uh, easily (laughs) at all and uh, dead inside (laughs) (laughs) okay but i was going for a bit of a lighter idea but yeah no i am emotionally dead inside (laughs) um and i I, obviously i didn't think it was very scary but the thing that worried me is that i could uh, call the, the scares you know the kind of everything seemed to be a bit telegraphed and it seemed to be a bit formulaic you know and it was signposted a bit by dialogue or by actions in the film something would happen and then you'd say oh well i know that this is going to happen now a a little bit as well is because you know the idea is you've got to be quiet and the monsters can't hear you that is done in quite a lot of films actually you know it was only and Mm. it was only later i was thinking about this so the film at the time was great but it was well actually you know you spend a lot of time in monster movies of the, the person being quiet and hoping they're not heard and I don't think it really added a lot to that. There was nothing new in it. Oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe there was. But it, yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I still really enjoyed it, but it wasn't, it, it just, it didn't quite make the amazing grade for yeah, me. Yeah, you know? don't get me wrong. I think the direction and the performances were enough to make this a really, really good film. 
and the fact that it was so unique and the fact that it's it's almost silent throughout made it made it, it made me want to see it especially but we were just, we were talking about afterwards like different takes on the film <laughs> what, what was your one you said uh what well, a, a nice smelling place yeah. <laughs> where you can't fart unless the monster's gonna come after you yeah. <laughs> uh, my one was a, a really no um a loud place so it's yeah. essentially the opposite you had to be loud all of the time so like you would you'd have to scream yourself to bed or be screaming on the toilet <laughs> because the moment you went quiet quiet and a monster would haunt you <laughs> i just thought like it'd be a really really kind of really good bit if there's a monster kind of charging a john krasinski and he like kind of confidently goes to fart <laughs> and the sheer horror on his face Nothing. when it's silent but deadly <laughs> not even a squeak <laughs> anyway yeah but um yeah no I, I i did really really enjoy the film actually and you know i i don't kind of judge a film if it doesn't scare me because as you said before no, yeah. no films really scare me and i was i was enjoyed throughout and even though i could kind of tell what was going to come up with regards to the scares it still didn't stop me from enjoying the film i think the family story was strong enough to keep you keep you through it as well definitely um so yeah thank you very much for that i mean so dave joel are you gonna go and watch the film at all do you think i'm definitely gonna watch it i really like john krasinski and i think he's gonna have like a you know go from strength to strength in his especially in his directing career so um it piqued my my interest uh straight away I know you guys didn't watch it, but he was in a film called um, 12 Hours, which was basically about, um, it was kind of another one of those American war stories where uh, there was like a compound that was overrun by kind of, uh, you know, Taliban, and they had to defend it. There was only like kind of six or seven of them for, uh, you know, 12 hours, basically. That's where the title came from. Uh, and he was in that, and I just think he, he's, he's always like a really solid performer. But obviously, I was like a major fan of of, uh, of The Office, and I just followed oh, him yeah. from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, t- I haven't seen him in too many things, to be honest. But when he does crop up in a film, as you said, he does always give a very solid performance. And as Alex was saying before, I think Emily Blunt is is absolutely fantastic. I mean, maybe not as much as Alex did. Uh, it, it sounded like he was about considering leaving his wife for, for <laughs> at one point. But uh, yeah, no, I do think she's amazing as well. But um, yeah, highly recommend going to see it in the cinema anyway, just for that atmosphere, I think. Uh, but, uh, and uh, also, I'm not going to leave my wife for Emily. <laughs> unless Emily's listening. <laughs> Tweeting. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just just a qu- question, guys. Can you smell that? Oh, dear. Monsters certainly can. Yeah, okay, so uh, it is a celebration of The Rock this week because we're putting Rampage on trial, but that doesn't deter us from doing our usual rock news. Unfortunately, our music producer, Austin, is uh, no longer with us. Uh, he's gone to a better place. <laughs> J- Japan. He's <laughs> yeah, in Japan. <laughs> and uh, he would usually give The Rock news, but uh, we're going to have to do it on, on his behalf. Uh, coincidentally, if this program sounds bad in comparison sound quality to our previous ones it is because he is <laughs> in japan and i'm doing it instead <laughs> and alex is doing it so, so any any complaints that you have please tweet us uh but include alex's name in it not austin's um so yeah uh, our rock news for the week there has been rock news obviously because there's rock news every week every week is a rock week uh the the news is that they are going ahead with the spin-off to the fast and the furious which is going to star the rock and jason statham uh, so I don't know if they're delaying Fast and the Furious 9. Can you believe we're up to Fast and the Furious 9? 
I did not think all those years ago when I went to the cinema to watch Fast and Furious 1 that I'd be sat here 15 years later possibly going to watch Fast and the Furious 9. And you will watch it though, <laughs> won't you? Probably, yeah. Uh, you can't. I, I actually really enjoy those films. I've like, never seen one. They're really... Oh, my way. I've really never seen a fun. single Fast and Furious film. I feel like should. I'm missing you, out. You want to watch an action film, just watch To be honest, the, they're film. a really weird kind of breed in that I think they started off pretty weak and they actually yes. got better. They got yeah. stronger. Yeah, definitely. Stronger stronger. They've really figured out their, what they're doing. Well, exa- exactly. It's it, yeah. yeah it, and that, that, is, that is the kind of recipe that you can't go wrong with. Just kind of unashamed, like, just exploding things. You don't have to concentrate on the dialogue or good the script. Loca- and- but, but they do pick good locations for the explosions, you know, as well. Like, they, 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 I think, I think he was like- trying to link that in with the film we're about to review. Hook, line, and sinker, mate. Um, so, so, yeah, um, so the, the, the Rock is going ahead with this, this spin-off film. I think, I mean, it, it just says The Rock and Jason Statham to me, and I actually want to go and watch it. I think that would be a, a pretty good film, regardless of the, the script. Jason Statham or The Rock? The Rock. I think. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, because uh, yeah, because Jason Statham's got a bit of a. The, the Rock spends how long at a gym every day? Six hours every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, but Jason Statham's no. Although he's not as he's ripped, an actor. he's yeah. He's yeah. a professional uh, uh, he, kickboxer, isn't he's, he? He's done. He's done See, uh, martial arts before. Yeah, he's a professional martial arts. Yeah, no fair play to him. Uh, and he, he was also a mechanic. A, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, he was badass in that. Yeah, mm. he was also an, a, an Olympic level um, diver as well, wasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. and an underwear model I, at I one point. Can't, I can't yeah. see that. Yeah, but I, I think the Rock would probably have it. You know, just because you know it's the Rock, and can you defeat the Rock? No, we'll find out. We'll find <laughs> out <laughs> at the end uh, of this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, moving on now. Um, so that will draw a close to uh, the news. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll move on to the bulk of the show. As I said before, if you've never heard the show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. This week it is Rampage and it's the first ever film of The Rock that we're putting on trial, which is very exciting. Don't, don't let that sway your opinion at all. He's going to play that the entire time. <laughs> so, uh, in the roles this week, we've got my good self in the role of defense, and my job will be to try and convince our judge to place Rampage on the hit list. We've also got Alex, who will be playing the prosecutor, and his role is to try and get Joel to, con- able to convince the judge to place it on the shit list. We've also got Captain Dave as the third person who went to go and see the film this morning, who will be acting as the character witness, who will be generally lending his opinion on the film and trying to throw a bit of weight behind either side of the argument. And then we've got Joel, the only person who hasn't seen this film, who will be acting as the very impartial judge. And his job is to listen to both arguments and decide which film the list should be, which list the film should be placed on, the hit or the shit, based solely on the arguments and not his own opinion. Uh, So, without further hesitation, I think we should give the listeners a bit of an overview as to what this film is about so, without further hesitation, I think it's time for, you guessed it, the Wheel of Impressions. Okay, hang on, guys. Let me spin the wheel. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it has genuinely landed on Brucey. <laughs> I'll do it. And uh, I, I actually, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I would like to hear Brucey deliver the synopsis as The Rock. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Well, as The Rock. As The Rock. Okay, A Rock is an actor. 
when three different animals become infected oh, with a pathogen, a primatologist and a geneticist team up to stop them from destroying Chicago. Oh, good one, good one. I see what he was doing there. He was trying Did to say see? that The Rock isn't a good actor, but he is. Speaker, so, I say, you, you know what? Right, right. To, to help me out through this, I've, I've got a little friend. What, what, what on earth is that? Oh God, he's, 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 for, for the listeners, wherever you are. Is that the rock? It looks more like Stone Cold. He's it's the rock, rock action figure. Rock action figure. I've got a, a rock action figure who's going to be my mascot, well, and he's, he's going to stand here and, and look at it, Alex, very judgingly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so without further hesitation, uh, Joel, would you like to kick off proceedings, please? Yep, so I'm quite glad that I didn't come to the cinema with you. Yes, um, I saved myself at least seven to fifteen pounds there. <laughs> seven so, pounds, I got a discount for them all. Seven pounds. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to probably convince me that it's going to end up on the hit list rather than end up on the shit list because it's probably going there by default. Well, well. <laughs> so, we're, do, we're, do, we're, do, do, do you want to turn that statue to? See, to <laughs> 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 to be honest, it kind of looks like Brucey. What? Because it's bald. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I was that ripped. <laughs> that is the only similarity between Brucey and The Rock. They're both bald as an egg. We have eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so I'll throw it over to you first, Gav. Okay, right. Now, as you, as you were saying before, before we started recording, you said, well, I was going to go and watch the film and then I showed Jen the, uh, the, the trailer for it and she said, that looks shit. And the thing is, is that like, it doesn't ever hide the fact that it's shit. That it is so like kind of unashamedly silly and over the top popcorn action flick. You know, from the very first trailer that it's going to involve three giant beasts battling in a, in a city with uh, the rock. And the thing is, is that you know exactly what you're going to get from it. You know, you're not going to get any sort of Shakespearean dialogue. You know, you're not going to get these sort of like really uh, great character arcs. You're just going to get lots of explosions, CGI and the rock. And the thing is, is it never hides from that. And it is just such a fun ride. Just to give you a bit of an overview, it starts with this exhilarating opening scene on a space station where a scientist is in a race against her life to rescue some samples and flee the station before it blows up and or she's eaten by a giant rat that she's been testing on. Now, that, that is as ridiculous as it sounds, to be honest, but it was filmed superbly. She manages to escape the, um, the, the station in an escape pod, but that blows up, and then the samples fall to different locations across America. Where does it blow up? Uh, well, so as she's trying to escape, the rat is kind of bashing on the, on the window, and as she's kind of entering the Spoilers. atmosphere, the window explodes. Loads. Well, it's it's a it's a very spoilerific <laughs> podcast. So, uh, how, how do the samples go from space to Earth? Uh, because because we find out later on that the evil corporation de- designed them in a way like black boxes. They were like indestructible, so they wouldn't kind of um, like heat up and melt and hitting the Earth's atmosphere. So they're designed specifically that if they were to kind of because it was as the as the pod was coming into the Earth's atmosphere, so it wasn't like they're kind of just floating around in space. They were on their way down. So how then does the animal swallow it? 
well, three of them fall in three separate locations and they're kind of quite damaged when they fall. So they've got this mist coming out of them and that's the serum that's in it. And this are the three animals that are closest to him when it lands in San Diego Zoo, which is where the gorilla is. And it, you know, kind of seeps out all over him. And then one lands in a woods somewhere in Missouri. Uh, that's the wolf is right by that one that goes off in there. And a third one lands in a swamp um, somewhere in South Carolina, maybe. And a crocodile eats that. And anyway, so they all get infected by this serum. Um, and the thing is, is that like, um, you've got the rock as well. Uh, the rock is playing a primatologist, uh, and he is friends with the gorilla. Um, and that, that, that sounds sillier than it actually is. He is, uh, he's a former kind of special forces army guy who also acted as a special anti poaching team. And he rescued uh, George, the gorilla from Uganda from poachers. And he's kind of brought him up. So they've got a really special relationship, uh, going on, you know, you find out that this, uh, serum was part of an illegal scientific experiment by this evil corporation hence why it was getting done in space and it was to create a serum that creates indestructible creatures and uses them as weapons we find out that it enhances speed strength and regeneration as all three animals begin to grow and get incredibly angry then the corporation law the creatures they turn green as well <laughs> well the crocodile's already green to be honest mate um then the corporation law the creatures back to chicago using a sonar and then all hell breaks loose and it's just a very very fun action-packed ride the action starts off hot at the beginning and increases the temperature steadily throughout out. there's a thrilling plane crash scene in it a very tense siege in the forest a heart thumping series of destruction in the city when the three beasts begin to fight each other it's just honestly action-packed and the action is fresh and exciting and that is exactly what you want in an action film and um, the comedy in this film is actually surprisingly good as well the rock and jeffrey d morgan have some really funny dialogue uh, between each other the actors like really good comedy uh, pieces Jeffrey D. Morgan has a really hilarious line. He says, when science shits the bed, I'm the one they call to change the sheets. I thought that was pretty funny, to be honest. And Dave, I can see you laughing away there, man. Yeah, you agree with me? That was a good line. That was a good line. Jeffrey D. Morgan is brilliant in this. He acts as Negan from The Walking Dead. He's got that suave sophistication. It's, he's, he's very perfect in the role. And you know me, I, I don't necessarily like CGI films, especially when I don't expect them. If I go into a film and it just ends up being a massive CGI fest, it kind of bores me and it annoys me as well because i just think what a waste they didn't have a good script there and they've just kind of used up the last 40 50 minutes or whatever on cgi but with this film you knew that was going to happen from the offset you know it wasn't like you were walking into uh, uh, man of steel or suicide squad or whatever and it turns into helicopter explosions and just cgi for cgi's sake you knew from the very first trailer that dropped that it was about three giant animals blowing shit up in chicago so going into that film you know exactly what to expect and it was done perfectly well and i think the cgi had to be on point because you knew exactly what it was going to be about you knew it was going to be about something so unbelievable that the cgi had to be so great so you could envisage it properly and the thing is is that it was you can tell a lot of money a a lot of time and dedication has gone into that and i i would not be surprised if that was nominated for awards for computer imagery because it was done so well the dialogue is very good throughout as well there was quite a lot of expository dialogue from the big baddies but the rest of it was quite good for an action film um the rock he delivers some really kind of good 
action hero dialogue. He says, they shot at us. They missed. I shot back. I didn't. You know, that's, that's such a good action hero line there. You've got Naomi Harris's character as well. She acted as the audience in parts, calling out the more ridiculous aspects of the film and the more bullshit aspects. The direction overall, I think is very good. You've got Brad Payton who directed this film. Uh, he's also directed San... Um, what was it, San Andreas with The Rock before, so they've got a good working relationship. You can see that he's already helmed a big destruction film and he does a very good job at recreating that in this film. The music was very good as well. I think it definitely enhanced the action packed scenes uh, it, it was really kind of tense uh, moments and yeah, there was a lot of kind of orchestration in there and it really added to the action um, and one thing i really enjoyed about this film i know bruce is going to literally squat and shit all over this point but i did really like the literally, human literally <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Oh, i'm getting ready <laughs> literally i really enjoyed the human and animal relationships so I was just waiting for Bruce to say something. <laughs> so um, The Rock and George have got this really special relationship. He's kind of brought George up and they communicate to each other through sign language throughout. They've got a really special relationship. There's a lot of kind of funny interaction between them, but there's also a lot of intimate and touching moments as well. And it's just a really kind of special relationship. And it, and the, there are some actual touching moments where you kind of fear for the safety of the gorilla and... <laughs> Bruce, like can't contain his laughter but he was saying this the guy that was sat next to Bruce he was actually wiping away tears at the end of the night I don't know whether that goes to say more about the film or that guy but you know it was kind of very passionate to see but overall this film is exactly what it says on the tin it is full of explosions full of CGI and it's just a fun action packed film and you know you know that you're going to get a lot of CGI and a lot of action and it does deliver well, my first thought, really, when I saw the three animals was surely the wolf would just get absolutely mauled on its own by mm. a crocodile and a gorilla. Do, how does it hold up, kind of fighting-wise? Well, if we're going to spoil it... Um, but you, the, 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 this, this is a spoiler episode, you know what I mean? Uh, every third film that we put on trial... Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't give I know, a shit. I feel like that is a massive spoiler to say so, about the wolf. So, so, no, so what happens is... Um, the corporation want to lure the animals to Chicago um, so the military can take them out, so the military can kill them. And when they're dead, they, uh, they've also got antidotes as well to stop the uh, reg- uh, regeneration, the really quick regeneration, so they can just make them normal, massive animals. And they're going to inject the animals with this antidote military were going to kill them and then they were going to take the dna and then fuck off somewhere and you know use it again on other creatures you know continue their experiments but so at our first when all three animals are going towards the city they are kind of alongside each other they're not fighting each other because they've just got this sonar in their heads you know there's just really really high-pitched noise they just want to kind of completely destroy so they're all heading towards this one building just to destroy this beacon and once that beacon is destroyed then they start fucking fighting each other and uh, the wolf and the uh, gorilla start going at each other and then the wolf tries to go with the crocodile and it doesn't end well for the wolf to be honest and it's very surprising that this film's a 12a because that wolf gets decapitated and you see all of it yeah yeah, I'll bring I'll bring that up. <laughs> okay, over to you then. Okay, uh, well, just on that last point, I thought this was a very violent film. To be honest, uh, I, 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 this isn't against a film. I, maybe whoever rated it, I think it should have been higher. Like when I was in the cinema, this is beside the point because you know the film can be however violent it wants to be. But uh, there were kids in there, and I was thinking this is too much for them. To be honest, like this is this is far too violent. It, it wasn't that sort of. 
it was very gory. There was lots of blood and there was lots of people getting shot and killed. And to be honest, the film didn't take that at all seriously. It was, it was, it's a very odd action film. You know, Gav said exactly what he thinks about this film. I feel when he said that, you know, he doesn't like CGI fests. He doesn't like it being overused that they're boring and they're a waste of money and they're annoying. That's exactly how I felt through all of this, to be honest. It, you know, he's, Gav's not wrong when he says it does what it says. You know, when you watch the trailer, yeah, there's three giant creatures that are running around a city, you know, taking buildings down, you know, messing stuff up, basically. That's fine, but it doesn't necessarily make it a hit film. And I was bored. I was just bored watching this film all the way through. And I was bored because there was nothing particularly new in it. You know, I've seen massive CGI fest before where you don't believe anything that's happening because so it's completely just over the top. I've seen the, the dialogue, Gav pinpointed the only two memorable bits of dialogue and said that they were fantastic. <laughs> he said that, you know, that the, the line where Jeffrey D. Morgan says, you know, when science shits the bed, I'm the one that changes the sheets. It's an okay line. It, it, it was more remarkable because it stood out of just completely generic dialogue that's in the rest of the film. And, you know, when he says, like, I shot back because they shot at me, to be honest, I was thinking, like, when well, you killed poachers in a country, I'm not, you know, I don't know, it, it, it wasn't quite... That was his job, he was a special agent to... to, to... I, I, I'm not sure if they kill poachers, those those agents. I'm not sure if they're... They shot at going... the rock, you don't shoot at the yeah, rock. I, I, I'm not so sure about that myself. <laughs> uh, but it was, a, it was a vaguely memorable line, and it was vaguely memorable in the sense that it wasn't just this... Oh my God, it's just this conveyor belt. You knew everything that everyone was going to say before they said it. You know, I mean, it's even to the point when it's like, um, she's about, he's about to go and this, this, the relationship he has with this woman that he's known for 12 hours, possibly in total, you know, and, and she, she says, don't get killed. It's like, oh my God, every, every action film since like the seventies has had that line or something on, on that line. There was hey, if it ain't broke, man, if it ain't broke. It is broke though. It is, it's boring rather than being broke. It's just, it's just nothing new. And they didn't really put a lot, put a lot of effort into the script and you wouldn't expect it. You know, it's, it's creatures going around smashing stuff up. The CGI is massively not on point. It is categorically not on point in this film. Go on, Gav. What, when? What? So, uh, specifically towards the end when the rock and it's, it, it's, it's not too bad when the creatures are smashing stuff up and there's, and it's all CGI'd. It's when they start putting the rock fighting alongside George the monkey. Like that bit is really, I've, I've, I, I'm not a big fan of, I, I, I'm not, don't naturally see CGI flaws, but when the rock was, fighting against george you could see that he'd been you could tell he wasn't he wasn't fighting alongside a 30 foot gorilla yes you could i mean but that's what the point of cgi is the it's to make you believe that he is fighting alongside a 30 foot gorilla and he's not you can see it because it it just wasn't there man you're just the worst person for suspension of the disbelief aren't you just no i love being i could have my disbelief suspended all the time i just noticed it and also it wasn't just the cgi's fault and gav is going to shit a brick here it was the rock's fault there. He, what? He no, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a big ask to ask an actor to pretend that he's staring down the more of a giant crocodile and wolf that are coming to attack him, you know. But his eyes just don't have much. You know, he's just not that good an actor. And it, it, you know, I'm not having a massive go at the rock here. It's a hard role to do. But the rock, come on, he's good at playing the rock, but. He's sometimes maybe better in those kind of secondary vehicle roles, especially like in the Fast and Furious oh, films. Mate, I'm not mate, sure. Mate. No, I, I bearing in mind we had a very lengthy discussion before about Sean Connery and his I'm, acting abilities. I'll tell you right now, The Rock is much better than Sean Connery. I, I'm not going to take that bait. Like, <laughs> like, 
The Rock, God, it's really hard not to take that bait. <laughs> take, take the bait, take the bait. But the, you know, the, the Rock is good at being the Rock, and he's got a good persona, and he's got a good, you know, yeah, he's good at being the Rock. But I wouldn't say he's a particularly good leading man, and he's just not in this. You know, in the, the green screen moments, he, he just doesn't quite convey what he's trying to do. You know, the. The music Gav was talking about, it's completely forgettable, the music in this. I, I can't think of one song, I can't think of one bit of music in this film. The relationship between him and George, which really was a key point for them to get, is kind of flat because they went for the CGI action over the relationship between him and the monkey. You only meet George right at the beginning when they have like a little bit of to and throw in. And then, like, you, you meet him, and then he gets in, you know, he gets the weird vapor comes into his, whatever that is, and then he, and then he's off and he's in a rampage, you know? And you only see him right at the end of the film. So the relationship between him and George is, is basically nil, because all you're being told is that he cares about George, but you don't actually see a, there's no relationship between them, because they, they only meet in two different scenes. So, look, I'm, I'm, my, my main point here is that Gav's right, this film is what it, you, probably expect it if you want to see animals tearing down a city then yeah go see this film but it's not a hit and it could have been a hit if it had a better dialogue if it had had a better cgi if it had had all you know anything basically that would make it not completely forgettable not not the worst afternoon to spend at the cinema but a totally forgettable one we are not going to be talking about rampage in the years to come this film will not be remembered we definitely will. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you're going to bring it up a lot, I feel. Okay, Dave, do you want to have your little say? Yeah, anything you want to know in particular, Joel? Um, just really who, who you you know side with out of out of Gavin Alex. Is it forgettable or is it worth actually just going to see it and chomping through your popcorn? I, it, is a, it is a good popcorn film. It is. This is blockbuster. It's like Gav said. This is. Uh, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It is a Ron Seal film. If you go to see this, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get heavy CGI, a lot of action, a lot of cheesy lines, a plot that does not make sense in a month of Sundays. Um, and, and yeah, that's all well and good. That is blockbuster, I suppose. You don't really want to have to strain the grey matter a little too uh, too much with, with blockbusters. Um, I won't be watching it again, I don't think. I think once is enough. And maybe I'd say if someone was saying, oh, they're going to go to the cinema and watch it, I'd say, oh, let me know what you think. I wouldn't deter them from it. But I wouldn't necessarily go out and recommend to someone who wasn't going to go see it already that they should do so. I'm kind of down the line on that one. I think Alex has a point when he says The Rock, he's not a great actor. He's a great action star, though. He is undeniably a brilliant movie star, one of the biggest movie stars on the planet right now. And he's got that just general appeal about him. There's something very watchable about The Rock. I think I said this before, actually. There's just something watchable about him. Star quality. Yeah, you can enjoy watching him in a leading role. I don't think he is secondary vehicle material. I do think he is a leading man, and I think he does that well. But his performance, he's not going to be winning any awards for it, nor will the CGI. The CGI was good. It wasn't bad, like Alex was saying. I I didn't spot any errors with it, but I'm down the middle on that one. It was solid CGI, maybe not awards worthy, but I wouldn't say particularly bad either. Um, I'm struggling to remember the score, but then scores do take a little while to catch on. You know, it's a, the, the scores we think of as classics, you know, we've heard them before, we've heard them a few times. And, you know, uh, other mediums have taken those film scores and played them back to us in certain surroundings. So that's what a classic score kind of evolves, and this film's only just come out. So whether the score is good or bad, we're not really going to know for a few months yet, whether it, it caught on or not. So I think that's going to take a bit more time. Uh, the plot is completely nonsensical. But whether that makes a good popcorn film, I don't know, maybe, maybe. 
So, do you prefer to to compare to another film which I've called a popcorn film, Jurassic World? Which would you say is a more enjoyable action? Don't do place? this to me, John. Don't, don't make me say it. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? The films are actually quite similar. They are. They are very similar. To the be films honest. are very similar. It's like Chris Pratt and The Rock. You know, both very likable leading men. Maybe not necessarily great actors in their own field. You know, uh, the script is. Yeah, so so it does what it does. It does exactly what it says in the tin. Heavy CGI fest, popcorn films, and you know what? The, both were, might be pretty successful. I mean, it's too soon to say whether Rampage is going to do well at the box office. It could, though. It, there's still a chance, and it is very similar to Jurassic World. If that did well, which it did, this could too, in theory. What are the fights between the the big monsters actually like? Um, you, Are they exciting? Yeah, yeah, no, they're not bad actually. I mean, I compare it to Transformers, which Michael Bay Fuck, did. And, shit, yeah. listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 let me explain. Let me explain. When I see two massive things going at each other in like a cityscape like that, you've either got to think Power Rangers or you think Transformers. I think Transformers yeah, like, is yeah, a fairer bet. Sure. So Pacific Rim, Godzilla. Did, so you know, yeah, there's sort of like massive that, destruction. But movies. Transformers was the first one that I can think of that did it recently with current CGI technology, and so that's the one I compare them to. But in that respect, it does a much better job than Transformers, whereas Transformers took you up to like two foot away from the action. All you'd see was an arm or a cloud of dust, and you couldn't make out what was going on. This at least is shot much clearer than that. You know exactly what's going on. You can get stuck into the action a bit more. It's it's better shot than Transformers. That's that's one of the things I did actually like about this is that it didn't shy away from the action. Like I've said so many times in in previous um, prosecution roles, where the action's just been too close, too shaky. You can't make out what it is, and I think that is a sort of a, a, a band aid or like a plaster for like poor direction or not enough money it, on CGI. But with this, it was panned out wide so you could see everything I, i'd agree with that but also say action needs a story behind it you, you, you can't just have spectacle of action you, you need some reason for it happening and a lot of what's happening between these monsters carries on happening and you see the same sort of shot again and again and again the monster's dead no it's not dead no it's, it's dead no it's not dead no it's, it's dead and it, it does get quite boring so the the, the lack of story not necessarily. Scupid, I mean, this is only in the final the few minutes of the film. I mean, the, most of it is the race to get to the city. Then it's them destroying the buildings, trying to get to the the beacon. Once they knock that over, then it, the fight begins. And that's only so, like the last 15 minutes of the film, I'd say. You, you said the, the kind of serum went three separate ways. Was it like kind of far apart? Or? Well, I, no, it's I, all I, in the US at least, so it's relatively It just it seems Can a little bit strange to have a crocodile just waddle all the way to... <laughs> It, it, no, it's no, a big building. no, no, because so it's um, it's it, it, because it, it, they, they do that high frequency thing, so all of them respond. Uh, oh yeah, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, crocodiles obviously live in the water. Oh, no, it, swims. It, it, it swims. It swims. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it swims there. If I if I can cover it's this one, it actually it doesn't. You don't see the crocodile until like the last twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, because it's been swimming along the coast okay. up until the end of it, and then it just emerges in Chicago when the time comes that it has so it to get on the land. Doesn't chomp on anything on the way? Or? No, well, maybe it did, it but we chomp, just don't it see it. A little, I think. <laughs> Giant octopus. But okay, right, so maybe one day. I'm going to sort of cover this into my second point. So can I just? What would you rather watch? Giant octopus versus shark, sharktopus, or whatever it was, or this film again? Uh, Don't ask Brucey. Obviously, this film again every day. I'd, I'd never watch. I can't, I'd never watch this film again. Look, look the rock in the eye and say that. Look the rock in the eye. I'll never watch this film again. Rob. I can't believe you'd say that to the rock. So, Artless, so have you mark. got any more points? Or yes, I, 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 not a massive point. So I'll be fairly brief to be honest, because I feel like we covered quite a, quite a lot of the film with that. 
Uh, my thing is just to talk a little bit more about the action. You know, Gav's talked a lot about the action, the CGI being well done. I disagree. You know, it, it wasn't terrible. I, I'd agree with the point that actually better than Transformers. You know, you saying that made me think, yeah, that's true. Actually, it wasn't right up to the animals. It was, it was you know, you could see, you know, I, I, and there are some moments that are kind of memorable. You know, there's a bit where the crocodile goes smashing through a building and then smashing out the other side. And it's it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, shit. I, you know, it's, it's interesting to see a, a crocodile smash into a building. What are the actual characters like? It sounds as so, though the the most of the film isn't really monster. So that that's kind of what I'm coming to here. Like a, a, this film, Rampage, sort of rests on its last twenty to thirty minutes, basically, when they get to the city. The reasons for them getting there. I don't really mind plot holes, so I'm not going to make a big, big thing of this. The reason is, like, a bit like Dave said, that the story's very weak. It wouldn't take much nudging to... It's like a house of cards, really. it just just fall apart. The science behind it is is pretty quickly done. But I don't mind that. The, the point of the film is for them to get three monsters in F-City, you know, smashing shit up, basically. Fair enough. Let's just get there, you know? But actually, um, obviously, you can't have a whole film. The whole point of this film is for those last 15 to 20 minutes. So the first, the, 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 the entirety of it running up to it feels kind of pedestrian, to be honest. It doesn't feel like there was a lot of thought or a lot of inspiration in coming up with many characters or many reasons for these things happening. The villains are pantomime at best, and I wouldn't even give them that credit, to be honest. You know, there's this, you know, there's a woman who's hard-faced businessman, and her sort of, um, I don't know, her brother or something is is like a kind of, I think he's meant to be comic. I think the actor thought he was meant to be comic. I don't think he quite, that didn't work at all in the film. The comedy aspect, he was going for something that did not land at all. Because the film isn't funny. It's it's fairly humorless, you know. The, the bits in between, you know, it, it sort of just keeps itself on the rails. Hef- uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan does keep a lot of the scenes together when i know gav isn't gonna like it but when the rock might falter jeffrey dean morgan comes in what? And he, does, he does step in and sort of save a few scenes basically Jeez. Like, it, it, just like it, all those sean connery films where sean connery's wig came in to save like, his performance like, what, what does that let's have to leave do sean out of this one let's leave sean out of this one for, at least the rock is rocks. embracing his boldness <laughs> right right okay <laughs> such a dick uh, right so carrying on so you basically like i say this film is just coming up towards this action right at the end um but the thing is and and this is a problem that i think a lot of dc films have had as well the action is so overblown the carnage is so insane it shouldn't i don't think it could should have been called rampage i think carnage would have been a better name for this event if it hadn't already been taken but it's it's completely overblown and you just can't believe that anything's been saved at the end chicago is completely torn apart you know tens to hundreds of thousands of people must have died in this rampage between them so there's no element of saving they're saying we must save chicago buildings are coming down from the side very i mean the, a bit that really stuck out for me is a bit where the rock and um what, what's her name the other naomi harris naomi harris is that they're in a helicopter sort of viewing the carnage that's going on seeing it happening i was quite shocked because i was like good wow why didn't they have that beacons like in a secluded area because it doesn't make it no they want them to come into a populated the the villains for some god knows reason just want them to come basically joel because they had to get those big monsters into the city to smash stuff up that that's why the beacons there you know the the, the, the story behind it hang on hang on like the the, the story behind it wasn't wasn't like it isn't great but basically what my point that i was just about to make was just that um like a ferry is being like, it's like upended, right? And it's kind of the first time when the crocodiles comes for the first time, you see this ferry with people on it 
completely upended and the people are trapped beneath it. And you're like, you know, you th- I'm sort of thinking, you know, how are they going to get the people off it? I'm sure that maybe it'll just go by it and, you know, they'll be in a bit of dangerous thing. No, no, no. The ferry's upended and everyone dies on that ferry. You know, there's no, there's the, the very minimal people will be able to survive from it. And it cuts up to the rock. This is the first time he's seen a crocodile. And he looks at the camera and goes, well, that sucks. You know, and he, he sort of does that like 90s action thing. And for me, maybe this is a personal thing, but for me, it's like, knowing on a minute a, a ferry load of people just died like why should i be expected to care about the destruction of a city when the rock doesn't seem to care you know is it just a playground that we're just smashing these cgi bits of fluff buildings down you know no if, if chicago's being decimated we should care about that that's where we should be trying to avoid it happening the city the, the film just wants to smash the city up and there's no real point about saving anyone the, the, how, how is the the female character? Does she does she pass Gav's favorite test? Uh, no, no, the the, the Bechdel test uh, is not passed in this film. Um, yeah, I, I, I was I was going to talk about characters, but I'll wait for Brucey to finish his. To be honest, well, no, go on. Uh, so I, I I do think that um, that once again. It's it's a big action film, and for some reason Hollywood has still got the shackles on them a little bit with regards to giving female characters more than a few words of dialogue or having more than one female character. Uh, and the, uh, Naomi Harris is essentially well. The, the, there's two female characters. There's one of the big baddies, and then there's Na- Naomi Harris's character, and they don't interact with each other, so they don't pass the Bechdel test. And uh, they, they could have been more to. I mean, Naomi Harris does her job. Um, the, the fact she she is essentially put in there to. To um, be, be the scientist, she's the one who kind of gives us the scientific knowledge behind what's happening. You know, she gives a bit of expository dialogue, but she, you know, she plays her part very well. She's this, this disgraced former scientist who helped develop the serum and took the blame when it all went tits up, and she was sent to prison for that. While she was in prison, her brother died, and um, while she was in there, and she uses that anger to spare her on throughout the film. Like, look at Bruce's face here. (laughs) Sorry, just to interrupt. That's all explained on screen. None of that is done in in the film. That's all her telling The Rock when they have that. Oh, no, you you pick up on things here and there, you know. uh, Anyway, but the thing is, is that one, I think uh, it's it's quite hard uh, to do is to keep up with The Rock, you know, because The Rock is like this big, massive action star and some of his side performers in the past haven't been able to kind of keep up to pace with The Rock in his performance. And I think she does a good job with the action when she's thrown in at the deep end. She does do a good job. And you, and you, you can't you can't say she is. I mean, she might not have like the greatest dialogue, but I don't think a lot of the characters have the greatest dialogue. But when it comes to actually holding her own with regards to the big action set pieces, she does a very good job. For example, when she's on the plane, I think that was a really good performance. Uh, the Rock, in, you know, he's, he's the main star of the show. It's essentially all about him. He's very very charismatic he oozes charm and it's he's very hard not to like and brucey can go on about his acting qualities here and there but the thing is is that you can't deny that he he has a very very high likability factor sure sure but it 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 breaks when he's looking at cgi and he can't he can't land it the thing is is i think he does land that and like there's a scene later on where it's him in a jet fighter firing full speed at a a crocodile shooting like all of all all of the weapons at this crocodile and you can see the anger in his face and you know like i think just that angry face what what, what do you want him to do you know like what what do you want him to achieve with that just a better performance 
Oh, mate, honestly, I think you're taking the piss here. <laughs> it's like he does exactly what he's asked of. The fact, you know, it's like The Rock in a giant uh, CGI fest, lots of explosions, lots of action. He steps up to the plate. He does, you know, any like, like any sort of other person would do, like Bruce Willis, Chris Pratt, whatever. He is that action star. He is no John McClane. Like, listen, he goes full on Die Hard mode at one point, and I tell you right now, like that film was better than which two bit? of the Die Hards. Which bit? Well, which bit? The Die Hard bit. Uh, well, later when on, he gets shot. You know, no, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. That he, get, no he gets shot and he, and he and he carries on. Uh, no, when he he kind of decides to pick up a grenade launcher and go one on one with the crocodile, and he's running through the buildings and the buildings are collapsing. The crocodile's trying to get him. That was exciting. You know, that no. was no, that was an exciting part. Anyway, like what what I was saying is that he, he delivers quite a blended performance because he's quite 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 good as uh, the primatologist at the beginning. He has a really good connection with the gorillas, uh, and you know, there's a lot of kind of like human interaction with um with george uh, and i think that that's quite good it's quite subtle you know and his, his comedy comes out and his natural charisma comes out as well and he's very very likable and then later on when he does go full-on die-hard mode you can't help but like him you know that, that is exactly what you want in an action star and he delivers properly he he has some of the best lines as well. You know, he's very funny throughout. Uh, he demonstrates a real acting talent as well during the more tender and emotional scenes. When you think that it, George has died at the end, you, you know, he does actually perform quite well. I mean, not to your Kirk Douglas level-esque like no. performances, but he, he does a better job than you would expect him to. Well, yeah. No, I'm saying that you would expect him to. I know that he's capable of so, so much greatness that he delivers in this film. And also, he's just a very funny guy. And he's just a very, very handsome guy as well, look, and very dreamy. And Gav you know, loves the Rock. I, we get and, it. Any, anyway, right? And, and just wanted to talk about um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as well. I think he's he's great at the beginning as the initial arsehole uh, who later redeems himself and comes good. He's just so kind of uh, captivating. I think he's got this swagger about him, which is very undeniable. It, like, the very, very same elements as Negan in The Walking Dead. He's very suave, and you kind of want to hate him, but you can't hate him. He's like that sort of anti-hero. And uh, another person we haven't spoken about is uh joe uh mangan uh manganiello is he i think uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's brought in as like this hardened private military war machine figure to kill on the wolf before the uh, <laughs> i'd forgotten he was in it yeah on, on behalf of the corporation well this is this is what i quite liked about it because he's brought in he's another action star and he uh essentially there's this siege section in the in the woods bruce he was saying that it's quite slow paced throughout but it's not because you've got this these scenes uh, interjected throughout him and his team go to kill the wolf and then they realize it's a lot bigger than they anticipated and he gets eaten and, the, and you know you're like oh shit you know that's a that's a big star that they've just killed off they, that's not that, that doesn't land at all that it they, does they, land they, that does they, land they, they, you, you, they kill him off but they shouldn't have because he was much better actually you didn't expect it though i'll interject here and, and pass it over to dave because you two just go in circles <laughs> so so dave what do you think is there any depth at all to to any of the characters in this film um there is little there is little they are pretty yeah basic characters but then it come it all comes back to the ron seal factor you know it does exactly what it says on the tin you're not looking for particularly deep characters i felt that joe manganiello that gav's seen it from the side of wow didn't expect that big name just went i thought it was a bit of a waste personally but that's just my personal opinion i thought uh, i thought that character was going to be a lot bigger but oh well um 
I think, yeah, The Rock, I don't think he gives a bad performance. I think that's unfair. It's, he does what he needs to do, and he probably does it better than a lot of actors would. I mean, working, when you think everything around him was CGI, that's quite hard to act against. He's not got a set to focus on. He's not even got co-stars to focus on in some instances. I'm not saying he gives a great performance, but it's not bad, and it's better than I think some would have given under those circumstances. He's clearly getting used to the CGI aspect. It's only a matter of time before costumes are CGI'd onto actors and that sort of thing. You know, so He's got very little to interact with. And when you bear that in mind, he did okay. So the kind of film overall, would you want to you've said you wouldn't want to watch it again but would you kind of rate this as a decent film to watch you know on like a sunday afternoon when you're hungover and you just want to put a film on and zone out you can do much worse i mean i say i wouldn't watch it again i wouldn't personally choose to watch it again but if i was with someone who did want to see it who'd never seen it before i wouldn't kick up too much of a fuss i could sit and watch it again if i felt so inclined if i was being amenable but i would never choose to watch it myself I, I just again. wait gav and, I, and what the, the jurassic world factor it is <laughs> i knew that was coming i know don't, and, uh, don't put them in the same boat. and how um like alex said it, it kind of sounds to me as though there's a lot of uh kind of time in between the kind of climatic bit at the end with all the monsters <laughs> the monsters <laughs> and, uh, 1600 transylvania avenue that's the destination, uh, right? yeah and the rest of the film basically would you say that's right or does the kind of pace of the film keep it going so that you know you don't really uh miss um this kind of ties into a point i was thinking about making before it's pretty fast-paced i don't think it, it, it lo- it's got too much of a lag to it it keeps things moving gives you plenty of shots of monsters doing the army over at various points um and i think that is because it's kind of targeted itself at a very young audience i think from what we were saying about um it's, it's for the transformers generation i feel um, you know, there's a scene where the animals knock over a skyscraper and, you know, dust billows everywhere. And it's like, I think everyone over the age of 24 would make another connotation with that. You yes. know, there's something else will be coming into their mind. And that's what, that's what made me think that's why it's targeted at kids, kids who would not make that connection, who wouldn't have that flashback in their mind. But, but d- d- didn't you think the overviolence was a bit This is what I'm trying to get to. This is children, what, this is yeah. the point I was going to make. Even though I do think, that's why I do think it is targeted at children. And that's why I think I can evidence that it was targeted at children. Uh, but of, well, you know, maybe that 12 year old, yeah, maybe yeah. around what the certificate says, yeah. maybe 11 or 12. Anyone younger than 10, I would say certainly should not be seeing this. The violence is actually quite excessive at points yeah. and quite gory. Yeah. More so than I was expecting, actually. Because I'm not prudish when it comes to violence. I can watch any sorts of violent, gory horror films or violent action films, and it doesn't bother me. But when I'm in, when you're watching a film like this, you just feel a little uneasy. Because it's like, I wasn't expecting it to be this, you know? For me, there was kind of like a bit of a detachedness from the, the violence, you know, so there's a mm. bit where one of the villains runs off and then gets decimated by, uh, squished by a blo- falling block and yeah. his blood splatters up on the window. Yeah. And it's kind of like a ho-he-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, how funny is that? Yeah. But, but, but like, there's kind of like a, a weird detachedness, so, you know, talking about the ferry upending and stuff like that, buildings coming down. I think, I think that was, was just you, that bit. That people yeah. must have been, like, f- those buildings must have been full, and quite a lot of people did die in that Chicago, and that's not... But that's that's like disaster movies all around, yeah. you know, but, you, but, because, you know, if you watch Earthquake, you know, with Charlton Heston or something like that, yes. you're looking and thinking, wow, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people must have died. But then th- the point about disaster movies is you're focused on the individuals, so you don't think about what's going on in the background sure. and the whole fit scene of Carnage. You're just focusing on your individuals and making sure they're safe. Sure. And this film's kind of taking on that mantle in a degree. But d- didn't you think the violence was a bit detached? 
from the actual that there was no meant to be sort of an emotional response to the violence. I, I, see, where I see where you're coming from. Yeah, you it know. was. It, you do feel detached from it, but. I think that this has been going on since films in the 1970s. When you're focused on a certain group of individuals, what's going on in your peripherals isn't meant to affect you. Exactly. It's like, it's no, like no, with t- all... Like, it's, it's every disaster movie since the Towering no, Inferno. T- I was going to say Towering Inferno. Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon Adventure, thousands of people died on that shit, but you're only bothered about Gene Hackman no, and his group you, of survivors. But you do kind of care when the ship upends and Taron Inferno oh. when people are burning. You oh, do, really? Yeah, I don't think on, you were on, watching hang on, that. Hang on, hang on. You, you do kind of care about those people that are dying in those disaster movies. In, not like in the sense of you actually individually care for them. But when that ferry upends, you just feel... You, you, meant, you just think, I'm meant to feel nothing. Br- Brucey, that is... I, honestly, mate, that is just you. On, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I honestly think what, it you, is you. Have you asked everyone else? I don't, right, okay, right, so if you're watching the Man of Steel or whatever, and there's that big giant fight scene at the end where they're going through buildings, did you at any point think like, oh, God, I wonder how many people su- uh, Superman's just murdered there? Yes. Well, you were the only one again. <laughs> okay, not, but, well, I suppose that's down to the individual at the end of the day. So we'll leave it there. I think I've got enough to, to kind of chew over. Gav, have you got anything to uh, make us all friends again? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a bit of a quiz here, guys. Um, so I, I'm gonna, I don't even know if I've got a song for this quiz, to be honest. Maybe like, uh, That's quite uh, all right, Gav. Uh, uh, okay, what about... Um, Is it called um, Rock or Cock? <laughs> no, no, it's not called. I haven't gone for a round this time. Okay, I've got a song for you. Um, I've just, just come up with this on the spot. Um, Bruce does like it. Rock and rampage. <laughs> rock and rampage. Bruce likes it. Uh, right, okay. So, in this, um, quiz, uh, so I re- I've been thinking about The Rock and The Rock has we kind of that. cemented them. Yeah, I mean, most nights, to be honest. But uh, The Rock has kind of cemented himself as a massive action star. And uh, with The Rock, he, uh, w- w- with being a massive action star, you've got to have the one-liners. You've got to have the catchphrases. And he's kind of taken over the mantle of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that respect, hasn't he? And then I was thinking about other people who are quite good for one-liners. And I was thinking about a, a certain uh, horror icon as well. So in this quiz, I want you guys to separate uh, the one-liners from the uh, the smoldering rock, the Austrian oak Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the machete-fingered Freddy Krueger <laughs> in a quiz I like to call Rock, Paper, Scissors. Very nice. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Very what, nice. Where does the paper bit come in? Oak. You get it from Oak. Oh, my God. That's oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I, I wish I would have done rock or cock and just showing you pictures of a rock or a cock and you've got to figure out which one's what. Honestly, so ungrateful. Sorry. Right, okay. Number one, ingrates. How's this for a wet dream? Rock, paper, scissors. Scissors. What, so, scissors is Freddy, rock is... Uh, the, the rock. Arnie. <laughs> and Arnie's paper, for some reason. What, so there's oak? three options here? Yeah. Why is he oak? Oh, what, from Commando? No, no, the, his nickname's the Austrian oak. And you get paper from trees, so that, that's, that's the link. Austrian oak? Yes, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going scissors. Uh, oak. Uh, yeah, well, well, well done, Joel and Dave. Scissors, it's from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Uh, he turns a dream about a swimsuit model into a waterbed fatality. <laughs> Fair play. Anyway, uh, number two, uh, very short, this one. Wrong choice. Is it uh, rock, paper, or scissors? Um, I'm going to say scissors again. I'm going to say rock, oak. 
well done joel it is rock it's in the rundown or welcome to the jungle not the jumanji one though and he gives christopher walken two options he say option a uh, you leave this town or option b i make it and then he turns it off and then he says wrong choice anyway number three god can't save you from me rock paper or scissors i'm gonna say scissors again <laughs> uh i'm gonna say paper mm, scissors oh you're all wrong it was the rock in faster number four you think you're bad you're a fucking choir boy compared to me rock paper or scissors um gonna rock (laughs) paper rock as well joel's right again it is paper it's arnie from end of days a fucking choir boy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, number five why are you screaming i haven't even cut you yet is it rock paper or scissors Uh, i'm gonna say scissors it's probably a bit dark for the other two (laughs) yes scissors rock it is scissors. It's uh, it's the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Okay, and number six. Because of you, a lot of people are dead, and now it's your turn. Rock paper or scissors? I'm just saying, sort of justifiable Arnie Schwarzenegger line. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, paper. Yeah, paper, paper. Same reason. Yeah, you're all right. It's uh, Arnie from Raw Deal. Uh, number seven. Doesn't anybody die anymore? Uh, I'm gonna go paper again. Paper. Uh, rock. Oh, those two are right. It's paper. It's Arnie from the sixth day. Uh, number eight, Kung Fu this bitch. <laughs> rock, paper, or scissors? That's definitely rock. Yeah, I'm going to go rock. Rock. <laughs> You're all definitely wrong. It's uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger from uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, The Final Nightmare. <laughs> I was going to say was scissors that? as yeah. well, but then Joel seems so sure. <laughs> yeah, that's where, uh, I, I was sure it was uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was his name in Rick and Morty? Uh, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Yeah. It's bitch. You can run, but you can't hide, He bitch. sure does say bitch a lot. <laughs> okay, number nine. I'm not supposed to die. Rock, paper, or scissors? Um, scissors. 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 Oh, you're all wrong, Bruce. You should have remembered this one. Oh, my one. God. Is that Southland Tales? No, 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 no. It's your other favorite rock film, Doom. Oh, right, yeah. And finally, number 10, I've come for the woman and your head. Rock, paper, or scissors? I'm going to say rock. I think that's Arnie. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Paper. I'm, well, I'll go for scissors to make it interesting. <laughs> oh, well done. Dave, uh, the rock in Scorpion King. I, can I ask uh, just one? I'm just going to say one more line. Go on. So it's a, a bonus round. Here's another line from it could be rock, paper, scissors. Uh, I'm a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide. Is it the rock in Southland Tales? It is the rock in Southland Tales. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't just say it once, does he, Gav? Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't, unfortunately. He says it a lot of times. But, not his, but, not, his, fault. not but, his fault. No, but the thing is, is all actors have done bad films. Just look at Sean Connery, who has done many bad films. Yeah, I mean. Come on, man. The Rock in that film was awful. Yeah, come on. Sean Connery George. in everything in the okay, noughties. Well, we're back to half an hour ago. And it's, we're in a time. The, I don't know how time. The Rock just brings Sean time, Connery out every single time. But because a bold action bold. star. You know what I mean? <laughs> one of them embraced it. One of them decided to hide behind it and star in terrible films. <laughs> okay, well, so for the verdict, I think... Uh, the kind of aim of this was to convince me to go and watch the film more than anything. And if it was on TV, I'd probably watch it, but I don't think I'd actually pay to go and watch this film. Um, and it does sound as though it's kind of a shit film as well, to be honest. So it's going on the shit list. Whee! <laughs>
I mean, shit. when you watch the trailer, I think, to be fair to Gab, that does tell you pretty much everything you need to he, know. I don't he, think anyone's going to watch that trailer and go, this is going to be awesome. He's completely right. No one should be tricked into seeing this film. You know, it is ma- massive creatures messing up a city, but it, it's forgettable and quite. I was quite bored. No one can be tricked into seeing this. I'm quite d- frank about it, I think. It's okay, a- so on honest opinions, Brucey, uh, I take it you've been quite honest throughout because you kept on slapping my thigh in, in disbelief throughout the entirety of the film. But you were on your phone for a fair bit of that film. <laughs> I was making notes. Sure, I was. Ma- I was all, my phone sure. is full of notes. I sure. didn't. Unlike you, literally your notes. Uh, uh, I can see from here uh, about seven lines. Yeah, I wonder if that did, notes. Uh, that's about seven words, uh, more like. I, I wonder though, didn't I? With these seven words, how He's, many notes did you do? I, 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 no, no comments. No comments. <laughs> you know what? I, I wish Four I would have put fucking Tree of Life Four on the pages. shit list. To be honest, <laughs> I wish you had too. <laughs> you know, it's all coming out now. The, the animosity's coming out. Uh, after n- so many next episodes. time I'm judging you, mate. I don't even care what. Well, I'm just gonna have my fingers in my ears. <laughs> I, I, I think when we started this podcast, we all got on and we all had a good time. We're, we're just at each other's throats at this point. In the I hate all of you. To be honest, I can't wait for the WrestleMania party to be over. Anyway, my, uh, genuine opinions. Uh, yeah, it was all right. You know, what I mean, it was like it, it was. It was uh, as Dave said, one self film exactly what you'd expect uh I, I thought that some elements of it were really good i actually really liked the um the plane scene um so you know all the kind of frantic plane explosion midair whatever and the bits at the end you know you know what you're gonna get i thought it was it was done well i mean you, you know me i don't really like over use of cgi and it was a bit much but it was it was better than transformers which as dave says is is you know <laughs> it's, it's not yeah yeah but it, but it is <laughs> maybe that's just on the back of the dvd case <laughs> yeah transformers was the epicenter that all these films have kind yes. of rippled away from and i think it, it's not going to break the video game curse do you, do you know what I mean? We're not going to... Was it a video game? Rampage is a video game. Was it? yeah. It's based like, on a video game, and it's not going to break the curse. We're, we're not going to remember... We're not going to be talking about this film in two months, let alone four years. You know, it's just... It's quite forgettable. But the thing is, is I still think it'll make a lot of money. Yeah, it surprised probably. me a little bit, I have to say, when I saw the film that The Rock attached himself to in yes. the first place. I think he's going. I think he's going for. His he does a lot of shit, doesn't he? Yeah, he does a hell of a lot of shit. To be no, fair, not necessarily. I don't think. I think he's, he's quite. He's quite uh, picky with his films. I, I think this one was that, more like shit. Then, well, what, what, what was what was his last <laughs> shit film? <laughs> Uh, I could probably reel off quite a lot of Ram- Rampage. Is quite <laughs> <recent>. <laughs> 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 he, he said before Rampage, before oh, Rampage. Before Rampage. Uh, I, I, I mean, you'd have to give me the yeah. list, and I could. Exactly, like you just said you could reel off a shitload of them, and now you South, can't even tell me one. Southland Tales. I mean, right? Okay, when was that? Two thousand and four. Yeah. That's even like, before he was a massive we, we, star. We have to understand how much Gav. Loves <laughs> <laughs> he, he really does. Listen, love listen, right? Quite a lot. Right, quite uh, a lot. I, I, I know. All, all I'm saying is, I think that he's been like. I'd say this one was one of his poorer choices over the past few years, but I think he has been quite, quite, quite good with his choices, um, with the exception of maybe Baywatch. But even that made uh, made money. You know, you've got to you've got to look at it into what type of actor is he going to be? Is he going to be like a Leonardo you're, DiCaprio? You're looking at it from an accountant's point of view. I don't care if the studio makes money or whoever. I makes think Baywatch money. was actually a major enjoyable. flop, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it one of the major flops of the did summer? It, did it make money? It's, it's, I don't think it did. I've got it. It's still and um, like at least seventy five million. I think it was. Mm. Probably um, cost about two hundred million to make, just with the rocks. Yeah, for rock salary. Yeah, yeah. Mm. greedy bastard. But, <laughs> I, like, I don't particularly care if a film does make money or not. It just did I enjoy it or that's 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 my main thing for whether it's a hit or not. Mm. 
Well, like, if you take um, Baywatch out of the equation, you maybe look we should just the, skip this conversation. Yeah, we just need to wrap it up. We've gone on a bit. The, 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 looking at his past one, two, three, four, his films, uh, not including Baywatch, they've grossed over a billion okay. at the box office. Uh, everyone just say everyone likes The Rock, and then we can we can finish. Do you like The Rock, Dave? Yeah, yes, yes, so, I, I genuinely do. And I'm looking in the rock statue eyes and I'm saying, I love you, rock. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> right, you know what? I hate all of you. Anyway, right. Uh, high roll lower than tree of life. A shit ton lower. So what about suicide? Oh, no, yeah. Um, oh, um, actually, no. Yeah, it's, uh, sorry, squad, sorry. Suicide, suicide squad. squad. High roll lower than suicide squad. What was suicide squad again? I'm not going to tell you. You should remember. Uh, remember. Uh, remember. This is the game. This is well, the tree game. Of, tree of life was 6.9. I'd say it's definitely high because it's just come out. So normally the ratings are inflated. I think it's going to be high. I don't think it's going to be as high as you think, though. I think it's because it's not going to get that good a review. 7.4. 6.5. 5.7. Uh, right. It is higher. Suicide Squad was six point one, and this at the moment is six point four. Um, so, so far, six point five. Okay, so as always, I have taken a snapshot of the film and have asked our friends and followers on Twitter to provide a caption for us in our caption contest. And uh, this week, I took a picture of it's a scene where the wolf is parading through the the city, destroying everything, and a dog kind of barks at it. And then the wolf growls at the dog and the dog runs off. Uh, and so uh, we've only had one caption. So uh, you kind of win a, a <laughs> Fredo by default. But it's very funny anyway. Uh, the caption says, when you smart off to your mum under your breath thinking she wouldn't hear it. Right. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. I like that. So yeah, uh, so well done uh, to our friends. Um, uh, Real Happy Horror Podcast. Uh, we They did actually win a podcast uh, or caption contest previously, but... There, Fredo got lost in the post. Two Fredos this time, then. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Well, it, actually, no, it didn't get lost in the post. They got a letter from the um, from the postman who said, "Sorry, your package has been damaged," and he did have chocolate around his mouth at the start of the time. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so we have pulled next week's film out of the hat, and it is. Oh, it's uh, actually, no, no, we haven't pulled next week's one because this is a bonus episode. So uh, I, this is completely separate. We'll so just completely ignore what I'm saying now. Other than to just say thank you very, very much for listening to this bonus episode of Rampage. Uh, our next scheduled one is going to be uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. So look forward to that one. So thank you very much for listening previously. All of our future content and our past content is on our iTunes um films on trial site and also you can get it on our website which is www.filmsontrial.co.uk check us out on twitter at film trials where you can suggest a film to be put in the hat and we will get around to reviewing it also check out our friends and collaborators winston sang and austin ray our uh, graphic designer and our music producer respectively at the underscore quirks and at aussie ray also check us out on facebook youtube and instagram films on trial so the Rock has been put on trial, essentially. It's been it, 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 oh, you know what? That was that was hard. That to be honest, I was going to say um, that uh, the the rampage has been put on trial, but essentially it turned out to be the Rock being put on trial, and it's ended up on the shit list. So, unfortunately, uh, we'll bid you farewell, and we'll see you next time. Our films on trial. Goodbye. <laughs>